Hello, everyone. I'm Kale Olin, your host, and welcome to Sports Illustrated All-American Show. With me is my two fabulous co-hosts. You may have seen their work. You know them. With me is John Garcia and Edwin Withersby. John, how are you? Doing well. Just trying to stay ahead of the news, but uh, I know I'll fail, but it's fun trying anyway. Speaking of staying ahead of the news, it's one of those that people always try and guess, and it comes down to uncommitted players and where they might go. So the top five is who we really, really want to look at right now. And Edwin, I'm going to lead off with you because this one is probably the biggest get right now that a lot of teams really want. It's JTT. Yeah, JT Tuimolau uh, released his final seven a short time ago with Ohio State, Washington, Alabama, Oregon, USC, Oklahoma, and Michigan all making the cut. Um, obviously, he's our number one edge and our number two overall prospect. I personally watched him play since he was an eighth grader. Um, he has played uh, his entire recruitment very, very close to the vest. Uh, but I do know that he and USC commit linebacker Julian Simon, who's also from the Seattle area, are close and have been friends since middle school. Um, however, many expect this to come down to staying home to play at UW or leaving for Ohio State. Uh, JT is also a solid basketball player and playing college hoops is uh, very appealing to him. So um, I don't believe he signs in the early signing period commencing on uh, December 16th. And I think he rather waits to uh, sign on February 3rd. I couldn't agree more with everything you were saying. And he's going to be somebody that a lot of people are following. John, quickly, because you covered a lot for 24-7, there's crystal balls there. How accurate are those crystal balls in your opinion? They're pretty good. You know, they're, they're not, they're not shot in the dark. Um, look, there's, there's not a lot of surprise in this industry when decisions are to be made there. So I think those guys do a pretty good job. Uh, but look, when you're tracking 17 and 18 year old kids with a lot of emotion and family ties and family involvement, you throw in a pandemic, it's going to be really hard to project where anybody goes going forward. And that's why we expect a lot of chaos here in the next few weeks. It's a big old smoothie of everything that's going into these decisions right now and what's going on. So moving on to number two, Corey Foreman. John, what do you say about him? Well, if, if JTT is the biggest fish, Corey Foreman is a 1A or a 1B, right? I mean, these are two premier pass rushers, guys who can really alter the trajectory of a game and, and therefore a program. And Corey's being recruited, I would say, on much more of a national level than JTT. He is another one who we'll see when he actually signs. Uh, he's going to commit January 2nd. He was an All-American Bowl prospect and was going to do it on that broadcast. Of course, that game is canceled due to COVID-19, but there's still going to be a digital presence that day, and we expect to know where Foreman ends up. So the question is, does he sign in December and attempt to keep everything under wraps, which of course any school will cooperate with, or does that verbal commitment mean there's going to be some time in between committing and signing in February? That remains to be seen, but there's no shortage of options for Foreman. A one-time Clemson commit, and he spent this past weekend back in Death Valley on one of those unofficial official visits, and what a host he had. Big Dave Uyunglele, of course, DJ's dad. Uh, I don't know if, if, even if you included some Clemson coaches, that Clemson fans, and let me make this clear, Clemson fans 
wouldn't choose anybody else to host a California elite prospect because obviously DJ was in that position just one year ago. By all indication, Corey and Clemson have really never slowed down for one another. I think it was more of the perception that he was going to go elsewhere because he is one of the few kids who decommitted from Clemson. But if you remember, he decommitted because he couldn't take visits elsewhere. Way back in April when he thought, like most of us, there was going to be a period where kids could make traditional official visits. And Clemson has a very strict no-visit policy. So there wasn't really anything very bad or out of the ordinary as to why he backed off from Clemson. I don't think there was any love lost either way. And all of a sudden, the Tigers are very much back in this conversation. But this is a big-time prospect with a lot of suitors. USC is the local program, heavy on his trail. Oregon had buzz at one point. Georgia and LSU still hold buzz with Foreman, uh, and he's a package deal to some people with Mason Smith, another elite prospect. And if that's the case, Georgia and LSU both seem like very viable options. And then the wild card of that bunch with Foreman seems to be Arizona State. And when you talk to any prospect about the Sun Devils, they dig into that NFL experience, whether it's Herm Edwards, whether it's Marvin Lewis, whether it's Antonio Pierce, the list goes on and on and on. And if there's any program in this class right now that needs a shot in the arm from a big time recruit it's ASU who lost like five commitments in the last couple of weeks but unfortunately uh, I think a lot of programs would trade five uh, lower ranked pledges for a Corey Foreman that's how good he is off of the edge that's how versatile he may be along any defensive front it would be maybe the story of the cycle if ASU can pull off a Corey Foreman And, and right now with that decision timeline in terms of his signature in doubt there's reason to believe that everybody still has to shop. Never sleep on ASU and from Edwards in terms of recruiting and pulling some big name kids, but also the backyard with USC and then Clemson, both very enticing. So we'll be amazing to see where Foreman goes. Edwin, JTT and Foreman, they're the bigger names. Wheaton's maybe not as well known to some people. So what are your thoughts on him, Kamar Wheaton? Yeah, Whedon may not be as well known to some people, but uh, he's got a lot of big fans with us here at SL American. Uh, He's our number nine overall prospect in the entire country, um, and he's our number two running back. I've remarked uh, several times over the past uh, several months to John privately um, that if someone were to argue with he and I that Kamar Whedon is the best running back in the nation, uh, you know, we would not entirely disagree with that. But um, it's not certain that Wheaton uh, signs this month either. Um, You know, of course, the final three was him, uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, and LSU. If I had to guess um, right now, um, I'd pick Oklahoma. Um, It seems like he did have a very nice time um, at the Sooner Summit a few months ago. But um, as we all know, Alabama and LSU absolutely never can be counted out of any recruiting race. Those three that you named, Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, all have really great running back rooms and programs. So no surprise that those are probably going to be the top three for him, for sure. John, this one kind of ties into JTT. Some say they're a package deal where one goes, the other might follow. Emeka Aguka, what are your thoughts on him? Well, sure. I think Ohio State hopes that they're a package deal. Uh, you know, Emeka Buka is our number one receiver in the country. So these these prospects are all 
truly elite. Um, and I don't know if any program has recruited receivers better nationally uh, than Ohio State. And, and I think that's a big reason why the Buckeyes are sort of a long-term trendy pick here for the Washington native. Like you said, if he's a package deal, that's probably best news for Ohio State, maybe uh, a Washington. But then there's, there's Oklahoma in this race for Egbuka. And if it's not OSU, it's OU in terms of those who have been recruiting receivers very well. Maybe you throw in an Alabama or a Clemson, uh, but Oklahoma's got this allure and, and they have been the program who consistently plays a lot of freshman wide receivers uh, pretty much every single year. And I think that's really appealing uh, uh, to, to Emeka. And obviously, Caleb Williams, you, you know, Edwin talked about the Sooner Summit a second ago. Uh, Egbuka wasn't on that trip, but he's been Caleb's primary target really the whole way, number one quarterback and player in America. And typically, elites want to play with elites. So I, I do think that Oklahoma has a puncher's chance for Egbuka, but all the trends uh, are, are seemingly with Ohio State. And, and right now, if I had to peg it, uh, that's where I'd be. We'll see if that's right here. Are you thinking he announces before early signing? Or you think he waits? Another guy who, like JTT, has kept things really close to the vest. I think he's further down the line than JTT. So I'm very curious to see if he signs in December, if that package deal exists, because obviously that would kind of give it away as to where JTT's leaning. So I'm thinking, if you're a Buckeye fan, the sooner the better with Ibuka. They'll announce on the same day. I'm calling it now. There you go. Edwin, over to you. Rounding out the top five uncommitted players, he's not one to sleep on just because we're coming in at number five with him. He's the last one we mentioned. Ty Malone. What are your thoughts on him and where he is going? Yeah, Malone is one of the more athletic defensive line prospects uh, from the past few years. Uh, he's six foot three. Um, he's, he's easily going to be over 300 pounds in college. Uh, we've seen him line up at a receiver on tape. And he's also a pretty good baseball player, first baseman at that. Uh, and he wants to play both sports in college. Um, early on, many thought that Ohio State was the clubhouse leader, but uh, Malone actually dropped the final six and the Buckeyes uh, with USC, Florida State, uh, Texas A&M, Rutgers, Ole Miss, and Tennessee making the cut. Uh, he's from New Jersey. He lives close by Rutgers campus, and he did take a visit to Oxford earlier this year to check out the Ole Miss baseball team. Um, he's not going to be signing in the early signing period as he does uh, aspire to uh, take some few unofficial trips um, to schools, and uh, he'll likely uh, push his uh, – announcement back to declaring on February 3rd. We will see what happens. Maybe not as early signing period comes, but definitely come a little bit later into 2021. So who knows? John, to really wrap things up, you get the final word. Give me your hot take on these top five uncommitted players. There's a curveball coming. I don't know if it's Foreman. It could be a Mecca waiting things out a little bit longer than we think, or JTT playing for the home team. But there's a curveball coming. This won't go chalk to the Blue Bloods. It never does. It's recruiting. And, hey, it's 2020, so why not? 2020. Might as well end it with that, right? It's 2020. Who knows what's going to happen? You can know what's going to happen by staying updated on everything. John and Edwin both put great content out. You can check all of that stuff out at siallamerican.com 
I'm Kale Owen, he's John, he's Edwin, and until next time, that's our top five uncommitted.